like sucking. Come on, man. Legit bad podcast. He has a legit bad. Welcome to Costco. start out actually by you guys introducing yourself for people who don't know who you are so uh sam go first and let us know where we can find you and then we'll go with dusty okay uh yep um well obviously y'all know my real name is sam now but it's all good uh <laughs> alias xq420 uh you can find me on youtube new to bit shoot and odyssey over the past month i have started a new podcast that comes out on sundays uh it's called inside the cube you can find that on spreaker Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, XQ420. Nice. Dusty, where can we find you? I don't I don't have a big list like him, but I'm part of a, uh, a trio. Me and two other guys have a uh, show called The Dead Trust Podcast, and uh, you can find us right now on YouTube. And uh, we're live uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays at uh, 7 Eastern Time on Trovo. Um We've had a discussion over the last couple of days. We're about to start expanding to a couple of different places. Uh, so right now you can find us on, uh, like I said, YouTube and Trovo, but expect to see us uh, around pretty much everywhere that you can get a podcast. Nice. Uh, what is Trovo? I, I plugged you guys, I think, last show, and I don't I'm, I don't know what Trovo is. What the fuck is that? Honestly, I, I'm not too familiar with it. I, uh the the platform itself i I think it's more of a a gaming type platform and there is some podcast on there but just uh it's not like a uh a d live or or something else like that like there's a lot of issues and we don't have a lot of traffic over there so we're we're probably going to be getting away from it pretty soon um how long have you been running that what the uh the podcast um i started on episode seven uh with them uh they they asked me to come and join in uh hammer and gnome uh they're kind of doing the whole anonymity thing sure Uh, so so i won't give their real names but uh they they asked me to come on uh like i said it was episode seven and i think that we just did episode 13 or 14 uh so i've been with them for three weeks now Three weeks, okay. Because yeah. I was going to say, I don't remember you having started that when you and Corey uh, originally joined us a couple months ago. No, 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 it wasn't. And it was one of those things. Uh, we actually uh, all met, uh, I'd say, a year or so ago through the uh, OBDM podcast. We were oh, okay. all in the Discord there. And uh, there was a lot of uh, a lot of us that would get into uh, the Discord chat and talk. Oh, for sure, and, uh, for sure. Yeah, so we kind of met each other in there, and then those two had started up a show, and uh, I'd uh, sent them a message, or no, I'd sent him a message just saying, hey, you know, I'm listening, he asked my opinion of it, and, you know, I, I gave him my honest opinion, and then uh, I guess they had a, a talk amongst themselves and uh, came to me and, and offered me a spot on there. So That's awesome. Yeah, That's yeah, awesome. and I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it, man. They're, uh, they're good guys, like – Right now, we're still trying to figure out the format. Uh, it's really hard to uh, figure out your audience and what your audience wants. 
So, uh, like, we can look at the analytics of things and, right. like, you know, we, we had a, a pretty big discussion actually last night, late into the night about things. Uh, you know, we were trying to do a topical show uh, one day a week and then just kind of like a bullshitting around the show the, uh, on Thursdays. And, uh, man, our, our, the topics that we're throwing out there, like, they're extremely low on views. And, you know, the, the shows that we think aren't going to do well are the ones that are extremely well. Always. And it's just us going off. You know, we <laughs> like there was a show, I think, right after you guys uh, had promoted us to where somehow it took a turn and we were just shitting all over past relationships and women. And <laughs> we, we were, you know, we really thought it was going to be horrible. Um, but we actually had a few women subscribe to the podcast after that show and it's i think it's our most viewed show and you know wow. so that's it, well like we, i said it's just hard to figure figure the audience out yeah i mean we had thought that the tommy chong episode was going to be our our biggest and uh instead our micah dank book at enoch one is the one that took off right and that wasn't the first or second time we had had him on we didn't expect it to be as hard hitting uh, Sam, do, have you experienced the same uh, shows that you don't necessarily put a lot of stock into end up doing really well? <laughs> uh, well, I'll say that I am kind of focused within sure. my approach. I have a I have a lot of uh, COVID coverage. I mean, a ton okay. of it. That that's I, yeah. But would you say step by while, step? Yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, I branch out into um the trans nonsense uh the race stuff with um black lives matter and things of that nature uh but i've what i've what i've realized is that i need to first do what i enjoy and what i think needs to be covered and then the yes. audience will follow um that's so right that's and it'll be the audience that follows the type of stuff that your heart is into yeah. and that's how that keeps yeah. going that's good yeah stuff. on top of that I've seen that they've actually been open to other topics as well. The people who are really following my work uh, closely. So even like um, over the past week, I talked about, you know, uh, Scarlett Johansson coming out and saying that, oh, well, I felt like Black Widow was over or hypersexualized and how that was nonsense. It's like you're an assassin. That's a hot woman. So <laughs> it's it literally how they to, cast yeah. you. Yeah, it would make sense for you to use your looks to gain an advantageous position to assassinate somebody or garner information. So um, uh, people responded to that. I just I, I've just noticed that once people start to like you and your personality, then you can talk about almost anything. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, that's what that was kind of our goal. We were like, you know what, nobody's going to listen to this shit anyway. So we're just going to do whatever we want. And if people listen, they listen uh, real quick. Sorry about the stream, everyone. Oh, my God. I thought I fixed it last week. But you know us. Oh, my God. Fuck. I was this I was going to ask. Yeah, I was going to ask Sam and Dusty. Are they frozen on y'all screen as well? Uh, well, <clears throat> it just said that, like, I'm trying to do uh, double time with it on my computer as well, because I'm actually you see a video from my iPad um, on the computer. It says the live streams ended. So huh. um, that's what I'm seeing right now. Technically it's saying error code two, three, triple zero one. Yeah. Are we saying. frozen though to you? Do we look frozen? Yes. Right now when, it, when it's on the big screen, it's frozen. Mm -hmm. When it switches guys... back and forth in between. 
Wow, we're having some. I have it up viewed where I can see all, all four of us at the same time equally. And me, Dusty, and Sam have been fluid. And then when I look over to your guys' screen, like right now, uh, yeah, Sam's face sucks. is uh, frozen on a smile. Well, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. say, so this is going out on audio. So if you just want to listen to audio later, that's fine with me. Uh, it's just fun That'll to work. interact with listeners while we're doing it. But uh, I'm sorry, Joe. I don't understand what the fuck's going on. But listen to audio later. That's fine. <laughs> well, now I can't use my fucking soundboard. That sucks. Whatever. Aww. Oh, and now I... Yeah, now I... <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> it's like, I'll do it for you. Oh, men's asses. Well, I had the uh, the thing queued up for uh, Biden's uh, little oh, thing he yeah. said, but we we can go through. It's not that important. I just had it on video, but it was he basically said, uh, if you're going to come against the government, you need F-15s and nukes. And I, the reason that I even noticed it is because a lot of people were saying that Biden had, like, you know, threatened to the American people. And I was like, that's not what it is, but it is kind of, I was talking to Dusty about it earlier and it is kind of in between the lines, you know, kind of implied, like if you want to come at us, you got to have this. Uh, Cause that's what we have. And I know Dusty has some words for that. So go for it. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, Oh, go ahead, Ben. Well, I was just going to say really quick, do, are we starting fresh? Do we want to replug? No, I can pull the audio from the beginning. It's fine. Whatever. Okay. Go ahead, Dusty. Yeah. Um, to me, a lot of this goes back to the uh, to the January sixth incident, where they they keep yep. calling it insurrection, and you know, I mean, it's obvious that they've been coming over, coming after uh, gun owners' rights for years, you know, especially on the left. But the way that they're drumming up the uh, the insurrection, as they keep calling it, um, it's almost like they expect. Uh, at any time that that something's going to happen that somebody's going to try to overthrow something and it was just to me it was just that you know the insinuating that that biden was doing uh letting the 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 weak and feeble-minded know you know like hey we're willing to do to do this or to go to extreme measures to uh to do things well dusty that, here's my here's my counter question do you not feel like that is a good possibility of which which part that, that he would actually do something like that no like an actual or, like what he's expecting an actual revolt yes a hundred percent um i i think that the 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 lockdowns in the last year have completely uh did a 180 from what they expected them to do you know it's right in my mind, I could see them to where they're, they, it, it's like the military, how they, they break you down and then build you back up. I think they were trying to break people back down and build them back up into something, you know, new normal, more, the, exactly the new normal, but there's been, especially in the podcast world, a lot of people have, have went over and start listening to, uh, to podcasts. There's more podcast viewers and listeners than there are mainstream media listeners and viewers now and there should and be. yeah exactly so you know people are getting raw unadulterated opinions and you know i i, I didn't lose my train of thought here but uh, i'm trying to think of the best way to put into words what it is that i want to say the uh they weren't able to build them back up. Like, like I said, it, it backfired on their end. And I know that there was a quote, um, 
and I, I can't remember if it was Robert McNamara that had it said it, but it may have been during the, the Nixon administration when uh, there was uh, a lot of people like picketing outside of the White House. And somebody had said to the others, they were standing in the Oval Office, like they were just talking about how that was the worst place that they could be at that time with having the people like ready to storm the castle, you know, and just saying that's where politicians need to uh, need to be afraid. Well, um, it was but, also uh, yeah. a set. I mean, like we've talked about or uh, January 6th a lot. And it was I mean, if you look at it from our perspective, it was set up anyway. So for them to keep pushing, oh, yeah. pushing that now and being like, you want to come at us, come at us. They're kind of like instigating. They're almost inciting violence if you want to, you know, look at it that way. Mm. I agree. <clears throat> well, I have a really big problem with people saying not no not with you, Joe, but with people saying that anybody's words incited violence. Oh, I know, I do too. That's why I said it. Yeah, yeah. The um, I don't know. I looked at it from a different perspective on this. Um, by him getting up there and and kind of telling, because over the past year you've seen how many weak people there are throughout the world. Uh, not just True. the U.S., but throughout the world, people who are easy manipulated. So if you come out and you tell people that, hey, you're going to need an F-15 or a nuke to go against <laughs> the government, maybe it might be easier to take the guns from them because the first thing that you want to do to kill a movement is to kill hope. Without hope, there is no movement. So if he puts yeah. doubts in people's minds, it's like, well, if something did go down, what, you know, what could I actually do? Uh, could he move the needle as far as folks um, giving their guns up without any type of force? Um, because I, for me, I truly think that the whole age of you know us going toe to toe in battles has kind of passed. I think every all, all the wars are going to be fought through social media and through propaganda oh, 100%. and through people giving giving up their freedoms not so much them being forced to because an idea is the most dangerous thing on this planet. And the idea that you, that you're not able to defend yourself, that you have no way to defend yourself against your government, you know, then people be more willing They're like, well, you know, like in New York city, I seen they were giving uh, iPads to people uh, for guns, mm -hmm. you know, they're <laughs> like, well, you know, you know I, I can't really do anything. And especially right here recently, look at the McCloskey's. Um, yeah the people uh, BLM busted into a gated community. They walked out there with their yep. guns and their guns got taken from them. Now, what does that show to people? It's like, well, you won't even let me defend myself. So what's the point? Because most people, they give up before the, before the fight even began. That's what they want to do. They want yeah. to take people's mind, make them give up before the fight even begins because they know if there was a true fight, then it would be a, a severe issue. And, I ain't going to lie to you. I don't want that because people don't understand. There ain't going to be no electricity. There ain't going to yeah. be no grocery stores. Mm -hmm. It yep. is going to be serious. I don't know. I don't know if people got it in them. Or do you have it in you to kill a kid, you know, a 10-year-old yeah. kid? Because they're going to be armed as well. Do you have mm -hmm. that type of stuff in you? And and people don't are, are not as ready as they think they are. Yeah, I, I always said that, too, when I was like, why are they coming after the guns? Like, the government has more than enough shit if they wanted to nuke their own people our ak-47 or our ar-15 isn't really going to do shit but that might be what you were talking about uh you know just kind of instilling more fear that you know the government's bigger than you and you can't do anything about it but 
It's the same well, as think, with like COVID, like last year. Yeah. It was the same thing. They just came out and said, you have to wear a mask or you're going to die. I mean, that was kind of what they were implying. If you don't wear a mask, you're killing your grandma. That's what <laughs> the media was putting that. That was commercials, real commercials. You might be killing your neighbor, your mother, or your grandma or something like that. But it was showing a person in a hospital bed on a breathing apparatus. You couldn't see their face, but it was just the beeping noise of like the machines keeping them alive. And that was a real commercial. And people went out and wore masks because of that. So I think they're taking it to the next level with the gun thing. Like, okay, we it worked with the masks. A lot of people wore masks. And I mean, a lot of people didn't. Don't get me wrong. We're one of them or two of them. It was <laughs> like Biden came out and was like, come at me, bro. Yeah. But I think they're going to see how far they can push it. Because, it, I mean, it's shown that people people will listen and be stupid and not pay attention. They'll just listen to the media. That is well, one thing we've learned is people are stupid. Sorry, Ben. Go ahead. I couldn't... No, you're fine. I couldn't agree more with what Sam said in in, in his, uh, his viewpoint about where, you know, they are probably coming from with this. But my biggest thing is, is that at the end of the day, what nobody wants is a civil war. That's why it hasn't turned into that yet. Yet at the same time, getting the guns away from us in order to prevent the possibility of that civil war is where they're heading for it. They would like to have no civil war and strip us of our freedoms at the same time. And my thing with that is, is that at some point, whether it be a family at a time, an individual at a time, there is going to end up being pushback when it comes to, because um, like we talked about, you know, we've talked about, we don't see them going door to door, give up your guns. They knew that, that at this point that would end in bloodshed. But if they put enough pressure on all sides, like they did for the coronavirus, at some point, there will be enough guns having been given up to know that they can go door to door because going door to door, whatever ends up happening, would be worth the sacrifice of getting the rest of the guns. And then at that point, they know for a fact that there is no physical pushback. They can keep the propaganda war. They can keep the social media war. They can keep saying dumb shit from the presidential's pulpit. But what ends up going to happen is when they do not have that final backing AR-15 or militia standpoint, they can do whatever they want, and they're trying to get there without the Civil War, because if there was a Civil War, you're right. No, no, n- there are so many people that are not ready for it. But if it came, that is what they don't want, and they're trying to get us to where we give up our guns prior to it happening so that it will never happen, because that would be the change. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I, Sam, I agree with you, too. Um especially on, on the fear part, you know, I, I think that's kind of where I wanted to steer my point, but I, I may not have uh, put it in the right words or, or made it clear, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. Just, just look at the, um, the, the profile, look, look at the past, the shootings uh, through this year. Um, all of them are sketch every single yes. one. Of them. Oh yeah. All yeah. Of them. And, I don't know if y'all seen this, but it popped up on a on a YouTube commercial. I was watching uh, Young Ripper Five Nine. It popped up. They were talking about stop Asian hate, and yeah, it, and it began with Olivia Munn talking about the Asian some of the Asian women that got shot by I can't remember his name, but I made a video on it. But in uh in Georgia, yeah, I and remember that. They they didn't mention the a massage parlor who got shot. Yeah, yeah, they didn't mention a gentleman who got shot or anything. But it just steered it in that one direction and said, oh, yeah, this was a hate crime. I was like, well, no, he said it, that it was he was killing these people to, uh, you know, he had a sexual, he had sexual desires, yeah, yeah, sexual addiction. So he was trying to eliminate that. So that's one way it's to just do it. It's funny how how people can use 
propaganda and use media and social media to uh, steer narratives. That's why I say about people like um, people like AOC. Ugh. They say she they say she's one of the one of the uh, worst people in office. Well, obviously she is. But as far as getting any legislation passed, she's not worried <laughs> yeah. about legislation no, at all. She's worried about public perception. Yep. That's why we've heard get, of her all the way from over in California. Yeah. Yeah. If you can get public perception to change, then people will enforce rules upon themselves. And they'll vote away. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that being said, actually, that brings me to a question, Sam, for you uh, to get your outlook on it. Uh, obviously, this idea that whenever there's a shooter, if they're white, that gets broadcasted all over the place. Um, if it's otherwise, any other any other ethnicity, it's just the shooter. Um, race typically doesn't ever come into play. And I I don't know how, how hot button of an issue this might be, uh, but that was kind of how I looked at George Floyd's shooting, was that if you go through the list of charges, first, second, or third degree murder or involuntary manslaughter, which he got convicted of all of them, he is now awaiting trial for civil rights federal charges, um, being a uh, it being a race induced incident. There was. Are you talking about as, Floyd as or as, uh, Derek Chauvin? What's that? Are you talking about Floyd or Chauvin? Chauvin. Oh, okay. I'm talking about Chauvin, but just with the George Floyd case. Right. right. Um, is that everything that I saw from the live court hearings was that whether or not because they broke down the different ones you know um, involuntary manslaughter is a complete fluke it'd be like if you were driving and and you look down at your cd player and killed somebody right and then third degree is the idea that you showed up with a gun to a crowd and you shot and it happened to kill someone you obviously showed up there planning on shooting a gun into a crowd of people who you killed you know then second degree murder second degree murder is the idea that you came there ready to kill someone and you had an idea of who it was Okay. Then first degree is, you know who it is, you're coming there to kill them, and you've planned out how you're going to do it, right? So all of those charges, when it came to the George Floyd thing, is I'm like, I see third degree murder. I see third degree, I don't see second, and I don't see first. Because whether or not he intentionally in that moment killed someone, I don't see him showing up to kill someone. And I certainly, on the civil rights charges, don't see him showing up as a racially motivated murder. What are your thoughts on that? Because I would, I, I've, I've been thinking about this question for a little while, and I have thrown it out to a few people. Very well put. Thank it. you for being prepared more than I am. Sam, take it away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, I, I'm going to be honest with you. The whole time I was watching the, the Chauvin trial, I was like, there was no way in hell that they were not going to convict him on everything. Okay. Uh, and it was all due to public pressure. The, of course. Uh, if if you actually look at the case, okay, correct, and all the evidence, there is reasonable doubt, and so within yes. that, you acquit if there's reasonable yep. doubt. I thought the most that he could get was manslaughter. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. Possibly I mean, this, third. This is me if you stretch potentially, it. potentially, but that would be a stretch because the fact that he had four times the level of lethal fentanyl in the system, okay, that right there is a red flag. It's like, hey. And then if you watch the actual, uh, the whole footage, George Floyd was saying that he couldn't breathe before he even got in the car. I mean, I mean, got put on the ground. Oh yeah. He he was was inside the car saying he couldn't breathe. And he actually said prior to getting in the car, he said, if you put me in there, I can't, I'm not going to be able to breathe. Well, Mm -hmm. and he's also 
been known to do that at other yeah. traffic stops previous to that stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, um, mm -hmm. the fact that they tied that all back to race is actually disgusting. And here's, here's my main reason why I think this is, is because they have exalted George Floyd yes. above all of the black people in history. Who they have, have statues of him now. Them. And, and it's disgusting. Okay. I agree. I mean, it, it absolutely is. Wasn't uh, every other Pelosi police officer involved of multiple races too? All of the other yeah. police officers yeah. were all yeah. not white. I mean, maybe one of them was, but one of them was Asian as well. Mm -hmm. It just seems so yeah, orchestrated. Yeah, so... It's gross. <laughs> yes. And so people, Pelosi got up there. The uh... girlfriend got up there and they said, thank you, George Floyd for sacrificing yourself. Now this is something like you're saying that Jesus did, like he was the right. Messiah. There was people who painted pictures of George Floyd with thorns on his head. Oh my this God. This is how far it has went. I have seen New that. Jersey, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Newark, New Jersey just put a 700 pound statue of George Floyd in one of their squares. My. Okay. Uh, now it was donated, but it's seven. Now it doesn't look like George Floyd. It looks like a young uncle Ben, you know, <laughs> the guy from the rice. That's what it looks like. I'm like, Hey, uncle Ben's making a comeback, you know, you know, because they shit on him. I, I still yeah. don't understand why Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima and all Aunt of them. Jemima, yeah. yeah. Oh, just so to Uncle clarify, Ben, ben called Jemima, it the you know, uh... something's wrong with that. But you know, George Floyd, you know, guy who's high on fentanyl. Which is funny because they probably did. They probably did more for the community just by feeding people. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, uh, so yeah, that George Floyd has been used as a weapon. Okay, now of course the BLM movement has has taken a severe hit right here recently. Uh, mainly because of the Patrice Cullors deal. Uh, with oh, them stepping down out. because of the whole... Uh, yeah. Yeah, all the whole her purchasing finances. of... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's taken a major hit there. And also, people are starting to figure out that uh, that Black Lives Matter, they don't support any black people. No, they don't they, care about black people. Not at yeah, all. Yeah, they're just, they're just there when black men are killed. They actually don't care about black men. They care That's, about transgender yeah. uh, black people. And then they care about uh, lesbian black women. That's that's what their their main focus is. So they don't they don't build up any communities. They haven't went out there. They haven't actually uh, built any businesses or got uh, any anybody in the hood a better paying job or nothing like that. They're not going to do that because they know what it is like around there. You know, they know if they go in there and they they try to you know hey you know we're going to clean stuff up. I mean they're probably going to get robbed or shot. Let's get serious. I mean. Yeah. You know, ten-year-olds in Chicago are stealing cars right now. You know what I'm saying? So, so I mean, they've they've weaponized George Floyd. Uh, people like Al Sharpton. Uh, what's the other guy? The lawyer Ben Crum. Yep. Uh, all these guys are making bank. Racism is big money. That's all it is. Follow the money. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, well, those those high-profile. Uh, what Al Sharpton? What's the other guy? Uh, Jesse Jackson. Jesse Jackson. Oh my God! Those guys. You Biggest don't hear from them in history. You don't hear from them yeah, at they, all until somebody gets killed, and then they're like, "Oh my God, the racism!" Yeah, look up Ben Crum. Ben Crum. He's the lawyer. He happens to be the lawyer on all these cases. He is racking up. I is mean, he just every, like on every, the civil rights part of it, or yeah, no, no. Anytime a black person's killed, a black uh -huh. uh, a black male by the police. His name is somewhere in it. Oh, so he's, he's, so he's the one that would be like trying to get the yeah. money from the yeah. city or yeah. okay. Yeah, okay, he, he's you. a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. And of course George Floyd's family got twenty seven million. 
before like, the verdict. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's what I've never that's what I've never understood. How somebody could be found and let's say not this case, but another one, you could be found innocent in a court of law, but then go to civil court and lose everything you got when somebody OJ. sues you. O.J. Yeah. Simpson. I mean, this, that's, yeah. this might be a little bit presumptuous, but isn't that kind of indicative of inner city mentality? Burn whoever you need to to get that money. Yes. yes. So it, they made out really well at, 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 at the hands of somebody who shouldn't have been exalted and more than likely not not saying more than likely, but at the same time, very well could have died regardless of the incident. Yes. Yes. Both of them are true. Welcome to America. Yeah. Hey, but you know, um, this what's sad is that what I've seen for quote unquote the black community, which I hate saying that, uh, it's the American community. You know what of I'm course. saying? And and I also hate being called an African American because I've never been to Africa. I hate. <laughs> I, I don't even want to yes. check that. Elon Musk is African American. I'm not. Okay. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh. Beyond that, right here recently, I watched a movie, and I don't know if y'all seen it. It's called The First Purge. I, I try to, I try to look at movies and see how people are trying to have commentary on everyday life. But the protagonist of the movie is also, in a way, an antagonist. Uh, the gentleman is a guy who's a drug dealer who destroys his community, but yet at the end of the movie, he is exalted because he saves the people in the community. And I don't know if y'all know that series, The Purge. But um, I'm, I'm familiar with the name. The I haven't seen them, I've but seen yeah. The first movie, but it's based. Yeah, on yeah. That. Okay, well, this one's the this was the first purge. It has it has every single making of corruption and what they want each individual uh, you know race to be looked at as. So throughout the movie, they're not being able to uh, to garner the amount of violence that they think they should. So what they do is that they actually send out military to enact the violence, to make it seem like it's working. But the military people that they send out, they put them in KKK hoods. It's all <laughs> white people. They make sure that's a point. And then the saving, the saving uh, grace, the savior of the day is a black drug dealer, gang member, kills people, sells drugs to youth. He saves the community. Wow. wow is this I mean, new that's the, that's did this the, just come the, out that's the way they want that's the way they want the black community that's that's who they want uh to be exalted in the black community is people of this nature they kind of already yeah, are i mean, I mean ever I mean, they since were, the 80s and nwa and uh the hip-hop culture that's been an exalted exactly way of living saying, like it. i mean you look at ice cube and tupac that was like i want to be like that i even have a friend who's white who's like he thinks he's black and he would love to be a drug dealer and live that life. And I'm like, dude, no, that's not what, what are you doing? It's not, you're not extra white just because you have a job. Like, come on now. Well, I know. And that's, that's the thing is that, okay. So they did this on the Smithsonian and I'm sure some of you guys saw this where the, uh, the rules for whiteness, um, things that are indicative of white people and it was, they literally spelled out what everybody else had considered for all time the American dream. Um, delayed gratification is a attribute of whiteness. Um, what is it? Uh, <laughs> making sure making sure that you do things like have money and savings is a uh, portrait of whiteness. Um, all of these different things. And I remember, uh, I believe it was Candace Owens was the one that picked it apart. And she goes, isn't that just being smart? <laughs> and I was like, 
I mean, yeah, those are all things to definitely achieve if you're trying to like, I don't know, build a, a, a life for yourself. I didn't know that it had to do with, with skin color of any sort, much less a white thing. Um, but to, to contrast that with what you're talking about is like, I remember in the nineties when, when all of that hip hop rap culture was first really starting to like take its really, really deep roots in. And I remember everybody talking about, Oh, all they're doing is they're, uh, uh, they're idolizing gangbangers. They're idolizing uh, these people that all they talk about is their drugs, their women, and their bling. And uh, I remember thinking like, oh, well, I mean, I understand kind of like gangsters have been around for a long time. And it was actually kind of like a uh, respected thing to go into back in the Al Capone days. It was like it, it was something that if you were a henchman for that, it was like, oh, that's a good, dangerous job. Good for you. Um, so it's it's nothing new. But the idea of being able to separate this and it actually taking hold in a way where it is racially divided into that is where I go, that's where everybody fucked up. Because this wasn't about, like Joe said, the hip hop culture. It's like this wasn't about black versus white. This is about a style of living versus a style of living. And for some reason, that has divided us racially. And I'm well, like... The reason they get away with that is because no. they they would say it's white because you know, a white person had privilege and that's why they can put money away in a savings account or they can, whatever the other things you're talking about. And they, they, the, the people that are saying they're anti-racism are the most racist people. It's like, absolutely what it doesn't, you can do what you can do. You don't have to become a drug dealer and do all the, and what uh, Sam was saying, the instant gratification thing, you can be a drug dealer and still stash money away. I mean, is that super white? Because you Those took your drug dealing money. Gangsters. Yeah. yeah. That's how they built their businesses. It was the same thing. It's all the same concept. You want to build your industry, regardless of whether it's being a gangbanger where you're not paying taxes and using street money or not. You put money away for future investments, and then you grow it. That's just smart business. So you and can buy more crack. who yeah. has ever successfully done that has done that. Um, I will say this. It just uh, I, uh, I don't understand where we got to a point where suddenly everybody thought that 2020 uh, America is more racist than it was in 1965. I don't, I don't understand that whatsoever. Is I go, okay, Social I media. understand. And this is something I have said uh, multiple times. Racism will never go away. It's never something that will go away because just like crime, just like shootings, just like stabbings, just like rape, there will always be evil people ready to do evil things. This isn't about your skin color. This isn't about the laws that are passed. This isn't the instrument that is used or the crime being committed. There will always be evil people. They will always want to do evil shit. And our job as a community is to make sure that we suppress that as much as possible. This has nothing to do with America hating uh, systemically a certain race. It, and, and it hasn't been. And we've, I, I believe that we have all worked very hard towards not having that be a thing because even though we weren't here for the civil war in slavery it's something that we would never like to repeat at least the vast majority of people that i've met would never like to be in a place where it's the idea of slavery so wh where did we get that 45 years later 55 years later suddenly we're more racist now than we were during the civil rights act social media and the media that's Stupid. that's my answer I blame Biden. You got any rebuttal of that, Dusty. Sam? Dusty, he's still here. Yeah, I'm. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and chime in. <laughs> no, I mean, 
I, I would agree that it's – I don't know if I want to say it's the elites, but it's uh, the people that, that think they're above us um, that, you know, control certain platforms or the ones that have the money. I mean, just look at, at the way that they uh, they restrict speech on all the platforms that we're on, Twitter, Facebook. I, like on my Facebook personally, in the last few weeks, I've been hit with things that I posted 2017. You know, and I'm, I'm, I can't go live for 60 days or whatever now because of shit that I'm getting hit with. So uh, I think it's it's those people and they're the ones that uh, they're, they're able to um, suppress the speech that they want suppressed and put out there the shit that they want to put out there. And like if I go up and, and talk to somebody on the street, like everybody wants to get along. I, you know, I, I can't say the last time that like, and, and I'm here in West Virginia. Now the, the black population in West Virginia is 3%. And now they're uh, rural West Virginia is a weird place. Like there is segregation from like way back in the old school, but a lot of houses are handed down generation to generation. And so you know that's kind of why things are segregated it's not like that's how it was in the early 1900s but these these houses have been in those families forever so but like when we're out in you know in the city together it's it's harmony there's there's you know i don't see any like racial issues or bitterness with anybody everybody gets along and i think for the the most part of people they want to get along and uh it's just the, the people that, that think they have this power over us are, are playing these mind games with us. And yeah, I, I, think I think it's social media and the media have a lot to do with it. Yeah. I think it's, it's exactly what you're saying. I, I've said this before about the left, right thing too, is that the, the media blows it out of proportion and makes it look like mm -hmm. these leftist progressives are like the majority of people so that people will right. be like, Oh, I need to think like that. And they do the same thing with racism where they're like, look at this incident. This is going on all over the place all the time. And I walk outside, same up here. I walk outside. I'm like, this is not happening. I mean, I, I don't, doubt that it's happening somewhere but they're blowing it so far out mm -hmm. to make th people think it's just happening all the time I'm like i've talked to a lot of different people over the last year and it's just not for the most part except for the ones right. you see on the news right yeah. can i that's exactly right yeah yeah you can go ahead uh can i you you seem pretty pretty well versed on the uh george floyd case uh you mind if i yes. ask you like more of the uh some of the conspiratorial side of things and get your opinion on it for example you know mm -hmm. when they have the uh, video footage of him uh in the store for like seven to ten minutes he's inside of that store kind of bouncing around he's buying a banana and a pack of cigarettes it turns out that he doesn't smoke his girlfriend doesn't smoke why was he in there buying the cigarettes and then we have the uh discrepancies with uh uh, gas prices in the background and then some people not wearing masks um, the discrepancies that are on like the body cam and the dash cam with different times and things like that like just as a whole do you see any of that like I know that's not going to come out in court a another thing that I could bring up is uh, a podcast that I was listening to and I, uh, I can't quote who it was, but they were saying that they had did a uh, FOIA request on his death certificate 
and there was a code beside of uh, the cause of death. And when you look up that code, the code basically said that it was an overdose. Uh, and that was on his death certificate. But they said that they couldn't, you know, prove or disprove that 100% that was that, you know. Um, so I just, I just wanted your opinion on like the, the conspiracy part of it to you think that this is something that really happened when it happened like they say that it happened or that it was something that they kind of had in the bag and pulled it out because to me just at the time with everything else that was going on we had the individual that was shot by the two guys down in georgia i believe or alabama mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. right around the same time we had the uh wendy's incident that was also down south and uh you know that was a drunk driving incident but it it was turned into a race issue even though the guy's running steals the cop's taser and then turns around to fire it at him but somehow that's a race issue also so to me it just seems like the powers to be that i was talking about earlier were trying to drum up some type of race issue to get us all fighting against one another and i just kind of wanted your uh your thoughts on the conspiracy part and do you think that the floyd incident happened when it did given like some of the the weird inconsistencies that are that are there yeah i i know what you're talking about on that i've seen a few of those things and um there is something called crisis actors mm -hmm. um uh that that's that's legit and most people, whenever you start talking about anything that's uh, quote unquote a conspiracy, they automatically think that it's false, which that's right. not what conspiracy means. It's just two people uh, talking about committing a crime in the future. Sure. That's all it is. Sure. Uh, but, you know, the uh, the authorities, especially the CIA, they coined that term to discredit people. Mm -hmm. And so people wouldn't look at information. Um, I, could it be an acting thing? I've seen many people say that they don't think George Floyd is dead. I seen one shot where it looked like Chauvin had the knee on the neck. Then I seen mm -hmm. another shot where it looked like Chauvin had the knee on his back. Right. In, in between the, the shoulder blades. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. So all these inconsistencies, uh, they always have you raising questions. Okay. Because, I mean, I, I just got to be honest that um, there's people out there that's, that's pulling strings all the time to try to get certain agendas pushed. Now, uh, I revert back because I, I try to, I try to, because uh, I, I love movies. So everything, I, I go through things as far as a movie perspective because I believe that people are just drawing a whole lot of stuff from real life. Uh, people are not that creative. I just got to be honest to draw stuff right. from real life. But um, I remember something on, uh, is it Trinity Report with Tom Cruise where they said Tom Cruise killed the guy, Okay. They, they foreseen that in the future. And of course, minority they found report. Out that the, yeah, in minority report. That's, yeah, it, yeah. that's it. Minority report. Um, and they found that the, um, you know, the government officials were actually had their hands in manipulating that. Mm -hmm. But he got up to the guy and he was like, man, I'm not going to kill you. He said, no, you have to kill me because I've already made a deal. Yeah. And my people get the insurance money. Well, George Floyd's family got paid. 100%. Yeah. So yeah. was there a deal made? Right. Shawin well, knew George Floyd from uh, working with him at a, at a nightclub. Yes. So it's not like he didn't know him. Yeah. He didn't know who he was. They had worked together for multiple years. So you have to look at things like that. Was uh, was George Floyd in any type of trouble? 
as far as with owing people money and things of that nature. If he had counterfeit money, mm-hmm. you know, what else was he involved in? Right. So things like that, it always makes you question, You will you ever be able to find the exact details to give you 100% clarity? No. Nope. No, they won't let you do that. And if you do, if you do find it, then you might need to, uh, you know, write something down on a sheet of paper and hide it somewhere and tell right. somebody because they probably come get you if you found out, you know, information that somebody can verify. Well, you know, now that you bring up the counterfeit money and things like that, also the uh, the the police department that had the evidence um, ended up burning down uh, right after, mm-hmm. like during the riots, and there. I know initially there were some questions that were popping up in, in different places that, that they were kind of asking or or implicating that the uh, the club that they worked at, there was nefarious things that were going on at that club, and they may have been a part of that counterfeit money ring. And, mm-hmm. you know, so th- that just ties into a whole nother world of was this something that they were trying to cover up so the police department could get burnt down, but it, it went wrong, you know, and that, that's also another question that's been asked, uh, by, by some people, you know, was this planned out? And even him saying, I can't breathe. Was that planned out? But fentanyl is a powerful drug. And, you know, on, on the podcast that I'm a part of, I'm, I'm open, uh, you know, and, and I dealt with opiate addiction from, you know, I went to rehab the first time at 17, the second at 21, the third at 28. And I've been clean for over six years now, but, um, I've done fentanyl, like fentanyl patches and, uh, not the actual like powdered fentanyl in the, in the form that's in the heroin that's kind of around this area now, but fentanyl is extremely powerful and easy, even with somebody that has a high tolerance of fentanyl to overdose on. And could it have been an accident with with what happened with him? You know, so, I mean, there's just tons of questions that, I mean, you could go down the rabbit hole and you could go a thousand different ways with things, but something I, doesn't add up somewhere. What I end up hearing whenever I hear all of these uh, intricacies to the Kate is that I go back to how in the fucking world are they saying that they were able to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt? There's no yeah. fucking way. Right. There's no fucking yeah, there, way. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, there is reasonable doubt in the case. In every, almost but, every facet. In every question that you ask about this case, there's reasonable doubt. Go ahead. But there wasn't any reasonable doubt about the thousands of people standing outside that courthouse. Yeah. Yeah. There was no reasonable doubt about that. Those peers right. were scared that if they found him not guilty, that those people were going to come in the courthouse flat out. I mean, oh, yeah. you've got Maxine Waters coming and doing the bullshit stunt that she did. You know. Oh yeah, the, going uh, to the UN live stage, saying that right now in America we're dealing with systemic racism and announcing to the world that we're a racist nation. Yeah, and she also said that if we don't get the verdict we want, then we need to go get up in their face. Yeah. Or you know, talk about inciting you know, violence. Yeah, you know, go, you know, go in the courthouse, and and that's what the um, it, it was never going to be a fair trial. No. <laughs> you would you had you had to move that out of the state, which they denied, I mean, and I remember hearing about that. Yeah, you you, you had to. There, there's no way you could have it in Minneapolis. It to no get a sense. fair trial, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so that uh, there was no doubt about that. All those people out there, and then the the shameful thing, you know, they they found them guilty, and then folks are out there crying and stuff like like they won an award or something like that. Like yeah. I'm like. What a wrong? Are y'all okay? 
Do you no, need a hug? Not. I mean, y'all should be working, you know, but they probably get <laughs> unemployment, so they have plenty of time, so, you know. Oh, they were yeah. they were probably getting the extra three hundred a week too on the federal unemployment benefits that everybody was fucking getting back at the time, right then. So they were making more money not working than they were when they were working. But apparently that's not an issue from a lot of the Facebook posts and things like that I've been seeing from people that I know. They, you know, uh, somebody had even had the nerve the other day to post something that they they were saying that oh and this was a post by somebody that had a blue check mark that that kind of went viral that everybody was sharing i know but it was talking about oh it hit them like a ton of bricks that six hundred thousand people had died in the last year and they were saying that it wasn't because people were getting unemployment or, or but they were using covid as the reason that there's a uh uh a disruption in the workforce right now and i just you know kindly post it and then i uh, or left my comment and went on and turned the comments off. So I, I wasn't getting blown up because I knew what I was going to say, but I was like, you know, it's, uh, it's awful funny considering that I would say 95% of the people that were dying were over the age of retirement already. So I, I really don't see how that was a disruption in the workforce with, with, you know, being 70 plus years old, they're not the ones that I see at work every day. So no, if anything, just, they are more of a drain on the economy, which is another exactly. theory. So. Can yeah. I, I, I did want to get your takes. So we'll switch gears now that we've kind of beat that horse. Um, I was going to ask you guys about this whole, um, <laughs> what are your personal thoughts on this whole coming out as non-binary? <laughs> uh, oh boy. Non-binary. Man. You know, I'm done. <laughs> I, I, I'm done playing with these people. Okay. Uh, when, when, when I talk when I talk about it up there on my on, on my show, YouTube New Two Bit Shoot Odyssey, you like how I plug that in there, HQ four twenty. <laughs> nice. Uh, when I talk about it uh, <laughs> up there, uh, I don't I I just cut it. I'm not calling you a she if you're a dude. I'm not calling you a dude if you're a girl. Okay. I'm just gonna call you exactly what you are. Uh, and what they are are mentally ill. Now, I want some of these guys who claim that they're women, I want them to be uh genuine about these claims okay uh the minute you say you're a woman i need you to immediately cut your stuff off okay i need you to go up there to the doctor's office and they need to remove it immediately i don't want you to be walking around claiming you're a woman and still you know pack a heart on i mean i don't uh, i mean no i mean i i want i want it i want you to be genuine about about your claims and the fact that i thought women were out there you know a whole lot of women saying, you know, well, our issue is, you know, all this masculinity and yet they're letting men compete in women's sports. I'm like, and then the women are like, Oh yeah, that's okay. I'm like, hold on a second. Well, that makes no sense. I mean, and I, and I got a question, you know, because with the lesbian community, you know, they're, they're knocking out some of the, uh, some of the prospects for men. So could I claim that I'm a woman and then be lesbian? So I could get in on that uh, on that whole side of things. I mean, only only way, if your ideology I, I, is I, I correct. <laughs> I've actually wondered that many times. Is these guys that claim to be women, so then they change and then they go lesbian, and I go, couldn't you have just stayed straight for that? No, because like, no, you wouldn't you get see, as much now you attention. Can get in on the lesbian crowd now. Technically, I mean, if we, hey, hey, and you know look, if. <laughs> but my my problem with that is is how many how many gays and lesbians 
I've I've either heard or seen online that are actually upset about this whole thing mm-hmm. because they're like, look, um, we've never denied gender. We just exactly. say that we like the same gender. There's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a woman. I like munch and rug. That's what th- I like. That's what and the uh... like. I'm a dude and I like suck and pull. That's what I like. They're not trying to say that gender is 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 f- fluid or that it, it it can be malleable. They're just saying they like the same gender. And I've seen a lot of the lesbian in in uh, gay communities uh, completely speak out against that. To like, no, you're taking away what it is that we stood for for so long through hazing. We just like the same thing, but we're not trying to say that gender is malleable. Well, that's what the uh, the turfs are the trans exclusion exclusionary radical feminists feminists are having a big problem with this trans movement because they were all about women's rights and like you're taking they, away then they women. get these men you know saying they're women and coming over and they're like wait a minute no 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 even the, even the feminists are like i call bullshit on this <laughs> yeah that's true yeah hey but look they made the mistake they they allowed the the people to put extra letters on their group okay Look, I mean, you can't let them infiltrate because once they get in, then they take over. Because, I mean, I only think does, does anybody, uh, as far as lesbian and gay, I mean, you really don't really speak about any of those anymore. It's all transsexual or uh, queer, pan, gender pan, queer, pansexual, demisexual. There's a freaking sexual for everything. Well, yeah, even gay men, she like, says, she's, she's attracted to pretty much everything. I mean, she said non binary. Yeah, a couch, you know. Just whatever. If you want to fuck a couch or your pillow or your stuffed animal, fucking feel free. But you're not you're not stuffed animal sexual. You just like inanimate objects. And they've been doing that with fruit for a long time. <laughs> yeah, which is dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Still should wrap it. <laughs> yeah. uh, even gay men now, the, the gay white men are almost under fire as much as anybody else now because they're gayness does not trump their white maleness so they're getting they're they're getting destroyed almost as much as anyone else now yeah it's like your gayness doesn't really matter anymore because now we have trans and you're not that so right they've removed the idea of minority in sexuality cases and now they've put it into a race thing so now it doesn't matter if you're gay if you're still a white male for the most part they're Abs- it's it's just another another uh, shade, I guess you could say, of of them steering it away to fuck somebody else. It's like for <laughs> for all the for all the uh, older white gays that are out there that are like, dude, we had to hammer through some stuff literally as, as kids and as teenagers to make it to where we were in a place where people people were OK with us. And it's like, yeah, and you guys fought nobly for it. And now everybody's, a, nobody cares anymore. Nobody cares mm-hmm. if, if what you do in the bedroom, nobody cares. Have your life. Love is love. Like, do your thing. But at the same time, it's like, now those same people are like, but now it doesn't matter because I'm a, a white male. And apparently that means uh, regardless of all the hazing that I had to endure coming out being gay, well, I'm still privileged. Yeah, I will say one thing. Um and I did a video on this because Carl Nassib came out and, you know, first NFL player said he was gay. And they were talking about it was brave. And I'm like, well, you know, I, I don't I don't know about it being brave. You are in America, okay? Um, as far as being brave, I, I, I can't say that because this is the most accepted nation that you can be in. Uh, yep. 
come out and say in Iran that you're gay or transgender. <laughs> or Russia. That's come out brave. in yeah. Pakistan and say that you're gay and transgender. Pakistan is death by stoning. Okay? Jesus so uh, come out there and say it there. You know, go in their nation and, <laughs> and proclaim brave. your gay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You better be ready. So I, I just don't, I don't, and this comes from somebody, my sister's a lesbian. Okay? So, I mean, I understand the ins and outs of, the, of, of this thing. She ain't never told me that she wasn't a woman. Uh, I mean, she still realizes what she is. But uh, I just think that the um, that this moves into the whole uh, transhuman movement that they want everybody to be uh, as far as pretty much from here on out, you not actually mate with anybody, everybody be test tube babies. Because I've seen something right here recently where they were oh. talking about doing human engineering to have uh, – uh, people have particular meat intolerances. So yes. people wouldn't yeah. be able to, uh, you know, eat red meat and things of that nature. Well, how would you do that? Well, you would Eugenics. have to do it. Yeah. You have to also do it through, hey, I pretty much splice this sperm, this ovary together in a lab, and then I inject a certain protein and things of that nature. They was talking about the, the Lone Star tick, how it can make you allergic to red meat, which I don't know how long that would happen. But, uh, you know, do that and then, you know, we could control a market, control people and what they eat and pretty much make people do what we want them to do. Well, yeah, I, mean, I, I believe all that. The whole vaccines changing DNA, right? Yeah, which is why, which is why I was kind of like, hold on, this guy just came out right afterwards and said something about human engineering and meat intolerances right when they have an mRNA vaccine come out. I'm like, yep. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what the, the crazy thing is, which I, I've made a video on it, I haven't released it yet, it'll be released in the middle of the week. But um the crazy thing is that he said, Oh, but you know, I love steak, and so I'm one of the guys who wouldn't give it up. But I will make you and your family give it up. So that's an elitist statement. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Well, as we yeah, uh, as we close up here. Oh, Dusty, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, <clears throat> right before the show, I was listening to the uh, No Agenda podcast, and uh, Adam Curry was was kind of going off about the uh, the new Mastercard uh, commercial. Yeah, and, I saw that. Yeah, so basically, you can have your if even if your name's not legally changed, you could put whatever name. <clears throat> and the, the they actually played the commercial on the uh, uh, No Agenda show, but it was basically a woman saying something along the lines of uh you know are are you a, a trans person who gets tired of somebody looking at your credit the name on your credit card and then not matching with the sex that you look like and being questioned about it so now we can put whatever name that you want on your credit card <laughs> and i mean the the questions that popped into my mind was oh yeah that's going to be great for for so many years they've talked about terrorism and they, they need to get rid of uh you know cryptocurrencies because terrorists can use it and terrorists this and terrorists that but but now anybody can get whatever fucking name they won't put on yeah their, what do they think that's going to do for fraud what do they think exactly. that's going to do for that you that's what to, i was okay, thinking you'd call is that you'd call I, up uh you'd call up the uh the fraud line and you'd be like no it says this name but my legal name's this but it that's actually my name because gender and they'd be like wait what which what are, what are you talking about here can you well, imagine how confusing that would get? If you got, if you come in, and you swipe your credit card. The rule is, is that over a certain amount, you have to check or you have to sign your name. Okay. Anytime that you're running a debit card, if you run it on debit and you have the PIN number, 
it's illegal to ask for the ID. If they're running the debit card on credit, you look at the back. If the back is signed, it's illegal to ask for the ID. But if it's not signed and they're running a debit card on credit, you ask for their ID to match the names. That's the whole point of it. The idea of walking in there and me having a MasterCard and saying, oh, yeah, uh, my parents, uh, you know, before I was born, they thought I might be a girl and they had a name picked out and it was Aubrey. And to tell you the truth, um, I've kind of felt like Aubrey my entire life. I think I want that on my MasterCard. And then I go in and I try to pay for something and they want me to check my ID. Why does it say Benjamin? Well, that's my legal name. This is just my credit card. Um, okay, that could be anybody's credit card, specifically the case that it's a female name and a dude trying to check out. Now you're questioning everything about what is protocol for security to keep <laughs> your credit safe. So that's super fair, Ben, but all of my credit cards have PIN numbers now. So no matter how big my purchase is, I never get asked for my ID. Like it has a oh, chip I don't have and any a pin, pin numbers for my credit card. <laughs> oh yeah, all of my credit cards. Maybe it's Mastercard. Hey, who knows? But I don't ever get asked because oh. I have a pin on all my credit cards. They just they made me well, set I'm, it up. So yeah, well, I mean, the World Economic Forum just did a simulation on uh, global cyber attacks. So yeah, you know, just just wait for that at the end of the year. You know, the last time they did a uh, simulation, that went with the whale force, didn't it? You know, October yeah. 2019. <laughs> you know, coronavirus simulation. We just simulating things, guys, you know, just to show you what it would look like if it happened, you know, when it happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all. You you won't have to worry about a credit card anyway because yeah. you won't be able to access anything, so it's all good. Yeah, I think all that whole – Stock up on toilet paper and meat and things yeah. that want to be traded. I'm stocking things up on beef. want to trade for. <laughs> beef, weed, yeah, and uh, ammo. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That's what messed up. I ain't going to lie to you, I, man – I researched McAfee and the UFOs and we didn't get to it. <laughs> no, that's fine, dude. That I, I, I like this a lot better. That's why I like to go wherever the conversation goes. Instead of having a set topic, I whatever you guys are whatever we're talking about is more important than talking about McAfee and um it's more what? organic. Oh yeah, what was that? Oh yeah, yeah. the disclosure. The disclosure that, that was like three pages. Uh, I'll, I'll save you uh, an hour nothing. of reading and just tell you it's bullshit, like we thought. So it was so bad. It was. <laughs> I was expecting they were like talking about it's going to be like sobering and so scary <laughs> and so crazy, and we're just like, oh, I must Dog listen to shit. too many crazy podcasts because that was nothing. It was boring. Well, look, well, no, I, I knew it was going to be nothing because they keep talking about UFOs. They never say alien. You say UFO is just an unidentified flying object. Or so UAP. Like, I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't care about that, okay? I mean, I don't care about that at all. But uh, when, when you told me that we might speak about McAfee, I did find something interesting on him. I just want to share with everybody if you didn't know it. Do it. But in, in, yeah. in 2008, uh, he, uh, of course, we know he was in Belize. Uh, that's where he lived pretty much over the past 12 years, 15 years. But um, he went down there, and they said he was trying to cure an infection, but it didn't say what type of infection he was trying to cure. And he came across a concept called quorum sensing, which is the technique that bacteria use to communicate with each other. But then all of a sudden, the Belize police busted up his lab. The person he was working with, Allison uh, Adonzio, she quit and left, and you heard nothing else about it. He said there was some plants out there that were able to um, disrupt the communication of bacteria. 
Huh. I believe it, though. Really? Plants are so healing. That's why people want pharmaceuticals to be a big deal and call plant science a hokey because they don't want us to know about it. Yeah, yeah. So so that happened. The The police busted him, uh, busted up the whole ring. They took all of his research. They took his gun. They took his passport. And then it was about four years later, he got in an issue where one of his neighbors had uh, had died, got killed, uh, gunshot to the head. And they had him as uh, a potential suspect of it. So he had been on the run for a long time before he got caught, uh, you know, for tax evasion uh, and, and thrown in prison in Spain. And, and I've seen a whole bunch of folks talking about the QAnon stuff. I, look, for me, I'm sorry. QAnon is bullshit, man. I, it, it's, it's some of the worst stuff I've ever seen, man. I'm like, you expect the politician to go in and, and quote unquote drain a swamp. I'm like, but they're part of it. Can you have something that's better? Yes. But they're, they're one person. They ain't going to be able to, ain't going to be able to take down, take down a quote unquote cabal, which the yeah. government's not the ones you should be worried about. The, the people who pull the strings are never seen. So, well, yeah. and, and the way that they have to tie these posts together, I know we're trying to wrap up, but I'll just say this and I'll be done. Yeah. Okay, like th- it, it's almost like they're, they're doing a project looking glass type thing because they're going back to post from like three years ago and tying them in with something that happened this past week. And I'm like, so what they, they fucking posted something on a message board in, in 2018, but yet it ties in to fucking july the 25th how, how mm-hmm. the fuck does that happen you know we talked just, we talked about that to uh my maria a couple weeks ago they call it the deltas the three-year deltas or something like that and right. they're like oh this wasn't meant for this year it was meant for this year it's like yeah well back then you thought it was that year you made up the delta yep. thing as it didn't happen yeah it's it's crazy to me that like i i, I didn't put any any fucking uh real faith in it when you know the 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 movement had started going it was interesting to listen to i mean sure i'm gonna that's I'll yeah. hear them out and see what they have to say but once it it started reaching i was all like ah oh, this is just fucking no i do like listening to uh x22 and uh yeah uh the sg is it sg report and a couple other ones i mean because in woke societies podcast like they have some interesting he was all, all about Q for, for the longest time, and he even saw through it. And, you know, when, uh, you know, January the 20th came around after that, he kind of announced on his show, he was all like, look, you know, he didn't come out and say that I was wrong, but he was implying, yeah, I, I fucked up by listening to all this, and <laughs> we're just going to keep moving on. And, you know, that's kind of where Strategy. he's been at, but... uh you know, it's just, yeah, the, the people, there's a lot of hopium involved in all this and, and I fucking hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I, we've found ourselves more black pilled lately. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, it's not that, you know, oh, I think the on, black pill thing what's, is what's it doesn't. Uh, We're like, nothing matters. It's like nihilism. Like We're, nothing yeah, matters. Nothing We're all matters. fucked all it the time. Fucking matter. Like we should it's, actually oh, okay. not pay attention to anything we hear or read, mm-hmm. which we're not doing that necessarily. But also it's like at the end of the day, if shit goes down, who fucking cares? We're not going to be really yeah. prepared. Like you were saying. It's almost like, like the, the emo We're not pill, ready enough. You know? Like we're just going to be like, oh, cool. We have no electricity. <laughs> 
we can't keep our food cold. Like, we're just fucked. We just have to backpack it out there and fucking trade toilet paper for food, maybe, if we're lucky. But that's blackpilled. Yeah. That's that's where I'm yeah, at. Yeah, but we'd be screwed. You want to talk about the billions of people who died, who would die. My God, dude. Mm-hmm. Just cut. Just shut the lights off. I mean, that, I mean, <laughs> the amount of the amount of chaos, and my the issue. People keep telling me they're like, "Well, we need to take the government down. Well, we need to change the government." Well, this I said, okay, that's fine. Do I agree that some people in the government are bad for us? Yes, but the issue is, is that let's say that we did uh, annihilate the government, take them completely out, start over. There's going to be somebody leading. Okay. Yeah. Because most people are looking for a leader. Now, a leader's motivations can be humanitarian to start off with, but eventually, over time, evil will infiltrate. It doesn't matter what you've got. Look at what and, happened in Chaz. Mm-hmm, yep. Yep. <laughs> a joke. A lot of times, the people who become the leaders are the ones who are able to instill the most fear in the people. Because fear is the fear is the greatest weapon out there. Respect, I mean, respect's one thing. I mean, people respect you, and you know that's it. But fear, people know your name when they fear you. You know what I'm saying? Your name resonates throughout history. Yeah. Uh, if you're somebody who was feared, so that that's my only issue. If we just broke everything down, eventually you go back through the same cycle because it's been done before. I mean, it's all been done before. There's been previous civilizations they they start off it's all good they rise they have a corrupt leader come into power eventually over time it breaks down and you just go through the same cycle yep well it's just laziness i think instilling fear in people is lazy instead of taking the time to actually explain things the right way or to do things the right way they just instill fear because people will obey obey that way as well so they just mm-hmm. do that and they fall down instead of taking the time to think about, okay, I could help people fall in line in the right way and help out the community, but instead they just don't. I don't know. People are fucking lazy. People suck. That is the <laughs> message of this show. Mm-hmm. Everybody sucks. Like most people. <laughs> in general. In general. Yeah. In general, everybody. Not not you guys. Not you guys. Yeah. Of course not. Not you guys awesome, either. You know. <laughs> You know, follow follow everybody's stuff. You know, listen to it. But uh, y'all guys are awesome. <laughs> I don't well, let's know get I you guys. Miss, but I agree. Yes, Ben <laughs> yeah, agrees hey, with everything all the time. I mean, that's, how, that's how you jump right back in. So just agree with everything. <laughs> well, you guys send out your plugs one more time, and we'll get the fuck out of here. Oh, you want me to start? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay, XQ420. I know they've been calling me Sam up here, but you're gonna find me as XQ420. It's actually Fred. Alias. Uh, <laughs> YouTube, YouTube, BitChute, Odyssey. I have recently been deemed as a harmful channel on YouTube. Not a channel yes, that would be deleted. Good for you. But uh, but they but they will not allow me to partner, even though I met all the things to partner with them. They said that my content is harmful. You should play the race card. Address, yeah, they actually put an age restriction on one of them, which was talking about the AstraZeneca vaccine. I would I wear to make that sure as that a medal. Yeah, I, I want to make sure that I didn't have a, like a titty in the background or something like that. So I look, I look back through the video. Hey, man, you can mess up, you know. I mean, I, I'm not going to tube and mess up, but you could mess up. So, uh, so yeah, I'm a harmful channel on YouTube, but I am still up there because I speak in parables up there. That's how you stay on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Also, uh, yeah, yeah, you got to speak in parables. Uh, that's why I call COVID the disease that should not be named. 
the cooth, <laughs> con, vid, I call it everything. You know? Handy suck. So, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so uh, also, um, podcast Inside the Cube comes out on Sundays. You can find it on Spreaker, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Awesome. Hell yeah. Dusty, plug your shit. Yeah, again, I'm uh, one-third of the uh, Dead Trust podcast, and as of right now, you can uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. We're looking to branch out. We're also uh, live Tuesdays and Thursday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern time on Trovo under Dead Trust podcast. And uh, you'll find me, Gnome, and Hammer, the Dead Trust podcast over on YouTube. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Do it. Do it to all of us. That would be awesome. Well, thanks, guys, for coming on, and we will uh, try to get our stream settled next time. I'm so pissed. We did the same thing we did last time, and it fucked up. So sorry to everybody who had to hear the audio and not see our lovely faces. But we will uh, catch you next week. We got a couple of, we got a lot of shows coming up, so just stay tuned. We'll figure some shit out. Have a great night. Thanks for coming, guys. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.